Lots of financy chatter lately has been focused on the belief that company executives must not have gotten the message that inflation is super bad for margins and that the Federal Reserve's efforts to tame that inflation would surely crimp revenue growth. That thinking stems from the fact that earnings estimates for U.S. companies don't yet seem to reflect the recession that these commentators believe is forthcoming. When you hear folks referring to earnings estimates, they mean those forecasts that stock market analysts maintain for companies and broader sector and market indexes within their individual purviews. The reference to analyst estimates, then, are to the aggregated series that include all those expectations. These estimates are guided by the messages that CEOs and CFOs offer to investors during public calls, varying investor interpretations of those comments, as well as analysts' own views with regard to macroeconomic, industry-specific, and competitive backdrops both now and in the future. For example, Amazon late last month said after the market closed for the day that operating profit for the current quarter, which will include the all-important Christmas shopping season, may come in somewhere between 0 and 4 billion on revenue of 140 billion to 148 billion. Analysts had been expecting a bit more than 155 billion in revenue for the quarter. The stock dropped 6.8% the next day, even as the broader market rose about 2.5%. Amazon's not a tech company, by the way. Its stock belongs in the consumer discretionary category, which includes, as the name suggests, retailers whose provisions include things customers want to have rather than those they need to have. The latter group being the consumer staples sector. Amazon's wares, of course, straddle both those groups, but a company can only exist in one place or the other given current approaches to sector categorization. Within that consumer discretionary group, Amazon comprises about 18.5% of sector market cap. So what it has to say regarding the broader current shopping environment matters a good bit more than, say, I don't know, Ralph Lauren, which is among the smaller retailers in that mix. Despite its heft, Amazon's report didn't radically alter the tune of forward earnings expectations for that group. Perhaps that's in part because earnings expectations for retailers offering nice-to-have goods have been dropping all year. Earnings forecasts for this year and next are down 19% and 14% since the beginning of the year, respectively. What's a bit more interesting is that the growth that's still expected for next year hasn't changed by all that much. In fact, forecast year-on-year -year growth in 2023 earnings for consumer discretionary stocks is now a bit higher than it was at the beginning of the year. As we've noted in earlier commentaries, year-forward earnings bias is a chartable phenomenon, arguably endemic to human thinking. Conversely, given that 2022 results are now set to come in about flat with last year's total, it should not be surprising that analysts might be expecting an uptick in growth were the environment to normalize. Now, were I to be forced to offer a take on the matter, I'd guess minimally for a bit more caution on the fundamentals for 2023. The Fed's work is far from done, Chairman Powell says, and consumer adaptation to a potentially still materially different world next year may have consequences not yet baked into current thinking. But my stance still seems to fit well within consensus thinking. There's a cottage industry, of course, built on declarations that the average worldview is incorrect. That the future just won't be what's drawn by an averaging out of everyone's current expectations. But that's for the future to let us know. I'll rather continue to believe that aggregations of investor thinking, such as analyst estimates and, far more importantly, market prices, are the far better basis for setting one's own expectations for the future than the opinions of some rando on the TV.
The fact that bottom-up data like those we show in this month's commentary are showing an easing of expectations seems rather more apt given other trends. Even more, we have the sense that corporate executives are a far better source of information about their businesses and the expectations they have for those businesses than individual pundits who are applying their own macro and microeconomic views on the breadth of the U.S. corporate sphere. Listening to such commentary, we found the stronger expressions of disbelief correlate nicely with the gap in the commentator's belief in what should be the case rather than what is the case per the aggregation of executive signaling. But even those more extreme opinions nonetheless should be included in the aggregate in order to arrive at a sense of the potential range of outcomes barring yet unforeseen events and circumstances. But it's important to note that the disconnect doesn't exist in the aggregate, really, but rather at the margins. That is, consensus, or the average view, is exactly what earnings statistics and market prices present. Now as ever, there are folks whose opinions on the future diverge wildly from that mean. And those outside of norm opinions, of course, make for far more interesting conversation, one imagines, than do comments from individuals who prefer to base decisions on the averages, hence their visibility on the TV. But making decisions such as the positioning of portfolios using data that represent the margins of thinking greatly expands the potential that such positions may prove not just incorrect, but disastrously so. Positioning for more intensely restrictive monetary policy, for example, might work until it doesn't. And we believe that such an approach to portfolio positioning is likely to fail far more spectacularly, far more often than one that acknowledges the unknowability of future circumstances. One that accepts that positioning for the evolving range of potential future scenarios tends to lead to more favorable outcomes for most than one that solely prepares for one set of more extreme outcomes that are not likely to come to pass. Importantly, this podcast is not presented as an investment recommendation. This is not a solicitation to invest in any investment product of Signature Resources Capital Management. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this podcast should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situations. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk, including the potential loss of principal. As with any analysis of economic and market data, it is important to remember that past performance is no guarantee of future results. <laughs>